Thank you for listening to Simple Church, where we love God, love others, and serve our world. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Tom Allen. So good to be with you today. My name's Tom. We welcome you again. You've already been welcomed several times. We'll do it again because uh, we are glad to be together this morning. And uh, look forward to what God's going to continue to say to us uh, during this time today. Before we start our lesson, um, because of mercy, uh, I want us to uh, show mercy to two different things that are happening in our church and in our world. And I just want to have a time of prayer for, to lead us in that prayer. Um, one is for our brother Bruce, a very, very faithful man whom we love uh, so much. And uh, he got a, a bad diagnosis this week. Um, And um, I just want you to know, Bruce, that you're loved and prayed for, and I want you to be praying for God's work and God's will to be done in Bruce's life. Um, He's 90 years old, and uh, and, uh, we want to see him make it to 91, So, uh, (laughs) so our prayers are with you, my brother, and any way we can be there for you, please let us know, okay? So we'll be praying for you. And you know, you don't get to... Too often, with intent and purpose, you know, we pray for the world, God bless the world, but we don't have something specific many times to pray for, but this silly coronavirus, whatever it is, maybe just a bad case of the flu and it affects people who are older, or maybe it's something very dangerous, no one's fully figured it out yet, but it is affecting our whole world, and it's kind of turning our world upside down right now, and so I believe that we as Christians need to be praying for God to give wisdom to the leaders of the world and uh, of our nation to protect our land, but also to protect our world. Uh, I don't think we take these things lightly. God says, when when there's anything that you need to pray for, do it. So um, I'm going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll start in the lesson. I just wanted to take time this morning to, to mention those two things. And so, Bruce, and for our world, we'll pray. Father, it is so good to be able to trust in you. It is so good to know that you are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the one who created this world. You are the one who sustains this world and holds it together. And so in the midst of a a virus that no one fully understands uh, exactly what's happening and how to to slow it down and and, uh, to kill it off, um, we pray for all the people who are working so hard to protect many different countries around this world, and to protect all of us in our nation. We pray for great wisdom for them this week and for your hand of uh, guidance and direction. And whatever uh, is the cause of this and however it can be used to bring glory to your name, I pray that that will be the end result. Uh, We know that you can work all things together for good. And especially if we who are called according to your purpose and who trust you, we pray and believe. And so we do that this morning. And we lift up our brother Bruce to you, Lord. Uh, Thank you so much for his life and for his friendship. What a faithful brother he is. And I pray that you will just be very near him. Encourage his heart. Bless his family. Help them to be a great strength to him. And just help us together to stand with him and uh, to watch you work your good work in and through his life. Help him to make wise decisions tomorrow and guide every step they take. It is so good to be able to commit our lives to you. Thank you for your mercy to us. Help us to study and rejoice in it today. We'll praise you in Christ's name. Amen. 
Well, there's two very powerful statements when you're talking about mercy. Because the greatest miracle Jesus performed was when he died on the cross of Calvary to pay the penalty for our sinfulness. And so we read these two powerful statements. The first one, it's found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. And it says, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. In other words, if you want mercy, show it. Be merciful. Uh, and, and, and mercy is love that responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. And the other statement that I wanted to share as we begin is serving others and following Christ go hand in hand. In other words, don't say I'm a follower of Christ if we're not willing to serve and really give our lives to others and serve them well. So we start off by looking at three responses to people in need. And they're all built around the story of the Good Samaritan. So you've heard this a hundred times, but watch how it applies to mercy, showing mercy in need. The first way we can respond to a person in need is we can keep our distance from them. Okay? And we see that in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 31. Jesus replied with a story. So he told a parable. He said, here it is. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of the clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. Now, watch these next two words, because we're going to come back to him in a moment. It says, by chance, okay, just remember that, by chance, a priest came along. Now, this is the spiritual dude, okay? And when he saw the man lying there, it's really interesting. He crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. In other words, he was walking along the road, and he saw this guy almost dead. He saw him, and he you like that. And he walked, walked right on by him. He crossed the road, and then he passed on by so the first thing we can do when we see people in need is we can keep our distance. The second response to people in need is I'm curious but uninvolved. Okay? Luke 10, 32. A temple assistant, that's a Levite, a temple assistant walked over and looked at him. So instead of seeing him and then just running away, he, he went over and he looked at him so a little more intent viewing of this man that was in agony. But then he also passed by on the other side. Now the third way we can respond to people in need is, I get close enough to really care for that person in need. Luke 10, 33 through 37 puts it this way. Then a despised Samaritan, and that, that is always the key to this thing, because this was a person the Jewish people hated. If there's anyone who should have seen that and then run away, it would have been him. A despised Samaritan came along and saw this Jewish guy beaten half to death. And now watch. When he saw the man, when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. So when he saw him and he looked at him, instead of just looking and then passing by, he had compassion 
on him. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be people who get close enough to care. Because you see, when you get closer to people, you start caring for them because you see beyond whatever it is you see at first. So he held compassion for him and watch, going over to him. So instead of standing back, he went over to him. And the Samaritans soothed his wounds. Now watch how involved he got with this guy. See what compassion and mercy leads us to do. He soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine. He bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey. In other words, he got off and he put the guy on and he was walking. And he took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, that means he spent the night with this guy, taking care of him, trying to keep him alive. And the next day, he had to go on on his journey, but he handed the innkeeper two silver coins. That's two denarii. A denarii was a day's wage. So two days' wage, he gave him two days' wage, and he said, take care of this man. And if his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Then Jesus said, <laughs> now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? And the man replied, the one who showed him mercy. The one who got close enough to get involved in his life. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. See what's cool about mercy is mercy takes action while others take off. Mercy always takes action, but you have to get close enough to the person to really feel that compassion and that mercy in your life. So there's four steps to showing mercy. Okay, the first step is this. We have to see the needs of people around us. Because mercy always begins in the eyes. You have to see the need before you can meet the need. So we see the needs of people around us. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Okay? Don't only be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. The second step to showing mercy is to sympathize with people's pain. Okay. Now, let me give you a statement. We see pain with our eyes, but we empathize with our ears. Because sometimes the greatest way to serve someone is to sit with them and listen to them. Listen to them. Because when you listen to someone, it leads to empathy. And empathy means we start feeling with those people. See, those other two guys, they, they saw, they even saw more intently, but they went away. They didn't listen. They didn't get involved. They didn't show concern. But when the Samaritan got involved, when he saw the need, when he listened to the man's cries, he was willing to do whatever it took to help meet this man's need. Galatians chapter 6 Two through three puts it so powerfully. Share each other's burdens. You know what the word share means? It means stoop down and reach out. Stoop down 
and reach out. So we're to, we're to stoop down. See, when you stoop down, anytime you go to meet the needs of other people, you have to humble yourself. Because to be honest with you, we're all, okay, I'm selfish. I'm sure you aren't because you're spiritual. Okay? But I have to live with this guy, and I know that I'm thinking about myself quite a bit. Okay? And if I'm ever going to serve anyone else or be merciful to anyone else, I have to stoop down. In other words, I have to humble myself. I have to get my eyes off myself and start listening to someone else, reaching out to them. So share each other's burdens, he says, and in this way you obey the law of Christ. Now what is the law of Christ? We know the Old Testament law, Ten Commandments, and, and what is it, 613 different laws in the Old Testament, okay, that the Jews had. The law of Christ is this, love God with all your being. Love others like you love yourself. And then serve your world. That's the law of Christ. And God says, anytime we're being merciful, anytime we're showing compassion toward and listening to others, anytime we do that, the Bible says we're fulfilling the law of Christ. And then I love this next part. <laughs> it kind of zings us. It says, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. No offense, sorry. But you and I just aren't that important that everything has to be about me and mine. God says, no, 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 please get your eyes off of yourself and out beyond yourself to others because that's when you show mercy. Let's just be honest for a second. Do you think, do you think in his being of divinity that Jesus really wanted to come down and take upon himself the form of a human being? Do you think Jesus really wanted to spend 33 plus years down here with us? Do you think Jesus in his divinity really wanted to die on the cross and, and suffer the horrors of, of Roman crucifixion? You know what? I don't really think he did, but his father wanted him to. And his father looked at him and said, I so love this world that, son, I'm going to ask you to do something that's almost unbelievable. I'm going to ask you to set aside your divinity. And I'm going to ask you to go down and, and, and for many years live right there on that sin-cursed earth with those sinful people because i got a plan i got a plan to be merciful to them because I've listened to their cries and I, I see their pain and I see what they're doing to each other and I want there to be a way to forgive them of that sin and make them new again and I want them to be born into my family and the only way that can happen is if, son, you'll do what I ask you to do. Will you do it? And of course, the son obeyed his father and did what his father wanted because he loved us so much. He was merciful to us. We didn't deserve it. We didn't merit it. But he was merciful to us. He sympathized with our pain. And so the reason that God allows things sometimes to come into our lives is so that we can have some experiences that we can share with others. Sometimes we get so selfish and we say, oh, why did this have to happen to me? Oh, woe is me. 
Understand, anytime you and I are working through something, God says, I can take that and I can make it a blessing to someone else. Here's how he puts it in 2 Corinthians 1.4. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort he has given us. So just as we learn how to deal with the problem and overcome it because he was merciful to us, now we can use that example to be merciful and instructive and compassionate to others. The third step to show mercy is seize the moment and meet the need. Seize the moment. See, that Samaritan guy, he could very easily, he had somewhere to go. He was heading off somewhere. He had to do it the next day. He was going somewhere, and he could have just looked there and said, you know what, boy, there's a need, but i got to get to my schedule. <laughs> if we're ever going to be merciful, we have to seize the moment and meet the need. Proverbs 3, 27 through 28 says this. Do not withhold good. That means never walk away from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now with your time or your talents or your treasures, don't say, oh, come back tomorrow and I'll help you. No, you seize the moment. And that's why every November, December, we take up what we call around here uh, the only extra offering we ever take up during the year, and that is what we call our generous giving offering. Because we want to be able all year long, whenever there's a genuine need in someone's life, be it here in our church or in our community, we want to be able to come alongside with time, with talents, or with treasures and help those people. And we do it all the time. And it's so cool. Luke chapter 10, verse 31. Now, this is what I said. Uh, you watch, you know. It said, by chance, a priest walked through. He, notice, Luke 10, 31. It so happened that a priest was going down that road. And what you have to understand about opportunities to show mercy is that ministry opportunities are usually unexpected. Usually, we're going to be able to be merciful to someone, and we're not going to have it in our schedule, you know? We're just going to be living our life, and all of a sudden, right in front of us is this great, big, wonderful opportunity to show mercy or compassion or love or, or provision or, or listening ear or whatever it may be that they need. We've got to be willing to be interrupted what often seems like a coincidence in our lives is really a God-engineered encounter. I like to call it a divine appointment. And I see them happen all the time. Okay? Amanda has a pizza delivery guy deliver her pizza. Okay? She gave him a tip. I did ask her, did you give him a tip? Because I don't want the tip just to be you need Jesus. Okay? Yeah. Uh, that's not, not a real good tip if you don't also give a tip, okay? It's the best tip if you give a tip. I've seen so many Christians, they give tracts out as their tip. No, 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 no. That's a lousy thing to do. Give a track. Oh, yeah. But give 10 bucks, too, or something, okay? Five bucks at least if you're cheap, okay? <laughs> you know? 
So here she is. This pizza guy comes, and she says, I got a tip for you. He says, oh, thank you. I got another tip for you. Come Easter. And you know, those little cards, these cost 14 cents a piece. <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever amount to anything. But they'll never amount to anything if we don't pass them out, because then it's God's business once we've taken that unexpected divine appointment. Because passing out a card is a divine appointment if you really feel led to do it. And if you ask God this week, God, who should I pass this out to? I promise you, he'll put a pizza delivery guy in your face. Okay? Or somebody. Okay? They'll be there. Give it to them. And watch what God can do. It's very, very important. If we wait too long to respond, we might miss the moment. Now, the fourth thing uh, in, in meeting a person's need is we need to spend whatever it takes. There is always a cost to kindness. There's always a sacrifice in service. Isaiah chapter 58, I just love this, 10 through 11 says, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. That's being merciful. Then your light, now watch, if you and I do this, if we let Christ live his love and life out through us, then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon, and the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. God says, be merciful like me. Watch what it brings to other people's lives and to your life. Because there's just joy in giving God's life away to other people. That's why Jesus said in Matthew, he said, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So I want to take now and do something unusual with you, okay? Don't get nervous. Um, what I want to do is um, I want to show you what we talked about last Sunday at the end of the lesson. We looked at six ways uh, to, uh, I'll tell you what, since we got the verse there, go ahead, Rachel, and show it, because this is what we're working with today. Go ahead. Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. And I said last week, I personally get so tired of us, me too, you too, of, of hearing all this kind of stuff. We go to church and we sing these Great songs, my goodness, gone and done, and you know, no other name, and oh, okay. We sing all that stuff, and then we go out and we forget about it. The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers also. Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. So look at what we did last Sunday. We looked at these. Six places to be an agent of mercy. The first one is this. We look for people in crisis. We look with unmet needs and help them. We look for people who are grieving and comfort them. We look for people needing friends and we show hospitality. We look for people who need a second chance. And we look for people who are rude. Okay? So, don't get scared. 
But what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to share with us how one of those six things happened in your life this week. Because let me just say it again, you know, hey, and, and, and if you have nothing to say, we're going to have the longest table talk time we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> because what I wanted to do today is to kind of reiterate the importance of showing mercy. We go to another part of mercy next week. We, we learn next week how to forgive ourselves, to be merciful to ourselves. But I want to see if we, if I, if you have done anything about this this week. Because see, if we sat here last Sunday, and many of you were here, if we sat here last Sunday and heard all this and didn't do anything about what we heard this week, then the Bible says that's kind of uh, fooling yourself. We're not really the church. Because see, the church takes the word of God and lives it out because that truth sets people free. So, hope I've given you enough time. And I'm going to walk around. And um, if this week... You found, yes, okay, good. We'll let, we'll let EJ sh start us off, and you be thinking, okay? All right, EJ. God bless, brother. Well, first I have to ask for forgiveness because I missed church last week. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting how God does things in our hearts, even if we don't show up for him. He still kind of stirs things up in us, so... Um, this past, this weekend, actually yesterday, um, which is why I'm so tired and why uh, my wife and my son aren't here because we're all very tired after taking a very long trip to Minnesota. Um, we have a friend of ours that does a martial art um, that we do as well and ran an event up there. Um, he is someone that has been, you know, put his heart into, you know, helping his community, um, using his talents um, to cultivate relationships in his community. Um, and it just recently moved from where he was doing his work to somewhere new, um, brought a, a guest teacher in from outside uh, uh, and, and paid for it himself, um, put himself out there um, and really fronted the brunt of the cost. Um, nobody showed up for him, um, and we didn't know that that was going to happen, um, but we felt it really important to show up for him. Something was stirring up in us. Um, and we, you know, I told him, oh, man, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. You know, I'm going to drive four hours to come and, come and see you and, you know, support you in your mission. Um, and he, when, I saw, when we saw him, he was just, like, dumbstruck excited because he really thought that we would just be another, um, we would just be another person that made an empty promise. Uh, and it just, it, it changed his whole outlook, um, you know, on, on the day. And we've done actually a few of these kind of things recently where we've just been like, okay, I say I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, really uh, took kindly to that. So um, that's, that's something where, uh, a way in which God uh, did his work this week. A great, great step of mercy. Praise God. That's great. Who else uh, found a, a divine appointment this week, Joe? Yeah, <laughs> they get the prize for... Uh, my name's Joe, and uh, I'm new to Iowa, and I'm at a place of reform in my life. And uh, I'm on the receiving end of this. I just wanted to point out a couple of people, Aaron being one of them. Uh, I'm in rough circumstances getting my life together, and he made time available to take me over to Polk County Veterans Affairs so I could get my veteran ID when I didn't have a ride. Mm -hmm. so, uh, <laughs> Encouraging and very friendly and hospitable and pretty much fulfilled all that. Pastor Tom, 
Yeah, you know, it's a week of being busy with the IRS and VA, and Pastor Tom called me when I was just like at the darkest point in my mind, filing taxes. And I was short with him, but he's over here just being loving, friendly, checking up, and just going above and beyond. And uh, the Lord worked through him there because it definitely turned my, uh, my mindset around. Praise God. And then uh, these two, Mike and Josiah, I'm a very uh, direct and blunt guy. I'm uh, very rough around the edges. So I say I'm kind of rude, and I'm not soft, or, you know, I don't coat things. But we need to talk to you about that. They show <laughs> patience and mercy towards me Amen. and always smiling. So, yeah, just That's great. those guys. That's great. Praise God, Joe. Pray for Josiah and for Joe, Joseph, and for Mike. There are three newer guys here with us, and they're here every morning setting up this place for you guys. So I just want you to know, you know, and that's a beautiful step of mercy also. So praise God for that. All right, and who else? Okay, good, Ryan. We don't do this very often, so I think it's a good thing to do, to hear from you what God's doing. Uh, this past week, we got some unfortunate news, my wife and uh, my family and I, about uh, a good family friend who's going into hospice care. And so uh, me as well as some other uh, good friends of mine got together, and we're going to go and uh, be a blessing to that family. Cool. And uh, uh, if the individual is having a good day, have a visit with them. And then my wife and I, and I have also decided that when she does go into hospice, to uh, bless that family with some food and uh, some items that you don't usually think about needing when you're there. Uh, when uh, Stephanie's father was in hospice, we had a, a good friend of ours who showed us that kindness, and it was uh, really a blessing, so we wanted to pay that forward. Amen. Amen. That's great. <laughs> Praise God. Who else has the courage and has had an experience? Yes. Cindy. We just had a cousin pass away two weeks ago, and my aunt has already lost one child, and now she's lost her baby child, and she's really, really grieving. So I call her every night and every morning and let her know that I love her and that Good. I'm there for her. Amen. 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 See, it's those acts of kindness that change people's lives and they bless people right where they are. Who else has a word that you want to share? Okay, Dana. I work for DMAC at Southridge in the test center and I see a lot of happy people when they leave and a lot of sad people when they leave because they don't pass their tests. This one fellow had come in five times and these tests are expensive. Okay, and the last time I was the recipient of the mercy, he came up and gave me the biggest hug. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, but I loved it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yes. I don't do this, but I'm going to. Good. <laughs> she doesn't do this, but she's going to. I'm so. going to. Okay. <laughs> good. her mom a month and a half ago and so I've been able to 
show her comfort and share stories. And it's very comforting when you lose somebody to have somebody there that has been through that same experience. So just loving on people. Amen. Amen. Grace? Oh, I'm sorry. Julia. Many of you have met Antonio and his mother, Barbara, and perhaps have noticed that she hasn't been here recently. She's been in and out of the hospital. They're not really sharing with us what's really wrong. I think there's a lot of heart issues, etc. So anyway, Barbara is possibly going to have to have some surgery or something, which I just would like everybody to pray about. And then Antonio, who shared with me this morning after I picked him up for church, the Hy-Vee Isles Online Center, where he has his job, is closing. <laughs> so another hurdle, but I know that God is good and God is big and that God's got a place for him. So I just would ask everybody to please keep Barbara and Antonio in your prayers. Um, it's kind of hard to understand sometimes when people have to go through these things, you know, and I just know that God is good. Amen. Amen. People don't know it, but um, uh, we've had an opportunity as a church to stand by them. They came from California, and um, Julia... Julie Tallarica has been, uh, and, and Jerry, I'm sure, have been so instrumental in helping them because they helped them furnish their place, their apartment, and helped them find jobs, both of them, and why there are hurdles that come in, only God understands. But thank you for being so merciful, spending so much time, and showing so much love and compassion because that's what church is all about. Okay? It's not about these services, as important as I think it is to gather together and praise the Lord and learn. But it's, not, it's about how we're living it out all week long. Okay? That's what mercy is. And that's what Christianity is. And, and the more that we understand that, the more, more God uses that to not only help individual lives, but to create a climate where people say, my goodness, those people who say they're Christians, they love so much. And that's the most attractive thing to Christ that there is when people see people living out their faith. Who else has something you'd like to share? This is your opportunity. We're, we're taking up a table talk time, but uh, I think it's worth it, okay? Uh, okay, just a second. I, I saw Antonio over here. Hi, Antonio. This guy's so tall, I don't like to stand by him. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Deb. Pray for me and my family. Um, we appreciate everything that you all did for us. Uh, hearing the Good Samaritan story is like, uh, it's like kind of like our story is a lot similar to that. And you guys have been a, a big blessing. And, and keep praying for me. Everything is going to be better. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Antonio. Thank you, brother. Who else? Over here, someone? Grace? Oh, Mr. Pruitt, boy, we want to hear Brandon's story. So you make me walk all the way down here. You're younger, you could have come up there, but that's okay. I was actually getting you for Rachel. Oh, for Rachel, okay. All right. I'm not Brandon. 
Um, I just want to thank you for the expressions of mercy to me and comfort when I, with my mom passing. Um, her funeral was two weeks ago. Um, but I just was a recipient. Um, I have some good friends here, of course, in Des Moines. They drove the five hours to give me a hug. Um, Monday night when we had our family viewing and turned around and had to drive back home and go to work that night. And that just to me blew my mind. Um, the other day my cousin, my mom's sister's son committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And the funeral is Tuesday. We are gonna make that five hour journey back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm a little raw as you can tell already from my mom, but I just want to extend the same mercy that was exactly. shown kindness to my aunt and his, you know, my cousin's family. And, um, but I would appreciate prayers for them as Amen. they go through that difficult time. Thank you, Rachel. We have time for a couple more if you want to do it, if you want to share. Yes, Nick. Mr. Velotti. Uh, this week I was at a meeting with a bunch of different, um, we have a cell phone store uh, here and throughout the Midwest, and I was in a, um, a meeting with a bunch of business owners, and they gave me the platform because even though we had thought it was a, a tough year from an employee retention standpoint, uh, we actually had the least turnover out of any of the other agencies, and so they wanted us to, or wanted me to speak on why that might be the case. And so uh, I just treated that as a, as a platform to say, uh, here's what we do. And uh, we look for people in crisis. Uh, we look for people with unmet needs and help them. We look for people who are grieving and comfort them. Look for people needing friends and show them hospitality. Look for people who need a second chance. And when they are rude, we give them another second chance. So <laughs> just use that as a platform to challenge these other business owners to, to do the same and to reevaluate why they do what they do. That's great. <laughs> Nick kept his notes from last Sunday and had them in his wallet, and so they came in handy, huh? Praise God. And you, thank you for, sh for sharing that and for showing that kind of truth to people. That's great. Nick, Nick, people don't know it, but he's a great leader of men. You should see the things that he does in his business. He's an executive with U.S. Cellular, uh, but, uh, but he, he also just loves the people in, under his care. And he, he, he teaches them. He spends time with them. He does Bible studies with them. He does personal help things with them. And, and all the time. And, and you see, that's the best thing about mercy is we're talking about it today. And I think it's healthy that we do we'll give our testimony of God's working through our lives and in our lives. But, but so much is done and nobody knows anything about it. And that's true mercy. See, we just are living it. It's flowing out of our lives every day. And we're, we're looking for people like that. Because they're all everywhere. They pop up everywhere. Deb, you want to share? Well, come on. Kind of an odd circumstance, but maybe someone can relate. So I'll talk about it. There's not many people in my life that have ever been irritant enough that I can say, uh, you know, I, I don't really enjoy being around them. 
because God's gifted me with mercy and grace for people, but there is one that's in my life right now. <laughs> and fairly often. <laughs> this week. And I was kind of gnarly within myself about the situation. And after I repented, which happens when I am subject to this person very often, then after I repent, the Lord usually has me reach out, which he did. And I sent her a text um, offering, since she's ill at home, to go and get things for her if she needed something. And I didn't get an answer right away. I did get an answer yesterday, I, and I wasn't called to do that. But she would fit under the category of look for people who are rude. <clears throat> and that happens. I do <laughs> need to repent often and get clean before the Lord. And then he usually asks me to reach out in mercy. Yes. That's great. And uh, I just thank him for the Holy Spirit that directs me to keep clean before him. Amen. And uh, be available. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Debbie. We all, we, we all struggle with uh, being kind to people that are rude. But I'm going to tell you that the more you, you look at those people, see, people who are rude are hurting. There's, there's, you know, if you, if you see anger, there's always something behind it. If you see rudeness, there's always something behind that. And if you can look close enough, God will help you to see through that. Then that's where you're to show mercy. It's whatever it is in that person's life that's hurting. And to help them find healing for that. So what, what I've, I said last Sunday, I love to kill rude people with kindness. Because it's just fun. It's kind of evil on my part, but it's fun. <laughs> because somehow, usually, God uses that to break them open and to be able to do his work in their lives. Someone else. we got time for one more. And we're actually going to get out on time today. Isn't this exciting? One more. Uh, who? Some, up here. Julie. Okay, good. Uh, you do need a mic. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'll make this quick anyway. There you go. I have a friend who's been suffering with anxiety and uh, some other issues, health issues. And so she had a, kind of a panic attack and had to leave work. And I said, just wait. I will come follow you. So I went to her place, didn't even get out of the car. I followed her home. I got out of the car, gave her a hug, and she was doing much better. So it just took me following her to give her yeah. the encouragement to not worry about it. She didn't have far to go, but it just overwhelmed her for whatever reason. So sometimes it's just a little quick stop that can make someone's life a little bit better. So Amen. There you go. Amen. And un unexpected even, yeah. you see? Amen. All right. So now, this week, who knows what God's up to in people's lives and in your life and mine? Who knows what person God's going to bring into our life that fits in one of those six categories? You know? And so... What we need to do is to be people who are constantly looking and listening and praying, God, lead me to some soul today and love that soul through me.
And let me, through your love through me, point them to you. Because that's what it's all about. So my prayer is that we'll understand following Christ and serving others go hand in hand. Let's not just be hearers of the word, but let's be what? Doers of the word. And and anytime we open up our lives and get our eyes off of ourselves, it's all there, all over the place. People in crisis, people in need, people who are lonely, people who are rude. They're all over the place. Let's let Christ love them through us and watch what God will do. My prayer is that God will cause people to look at the lives of this church because this church is you and me. And that people will say, my goodness, how those people love each other. Because if they say that about us, it's the greatest witness we can have for Christ. So Lord, uh, what we've been a part of today, thank you for each person who uh, this week, uh, whether they spoke or not, each person in this room who's been allowing you to live out through them and touch other lives and bless other lives and show mercy to other people. Help us to understand that when we show mercy, we we receive mercy. Anytime we bless others, we are blessed. And we do it all because it's the fulfillment of your life in us and through us. So help us to take this week seriously as a week of divine appointments Right now, we have no idea what's going to face us. But every time something does, may we not walk by and pass on the other side. May we, oh God, take very seriously what you're up to in our lives. We love you. We yield to you. And we ask you to be honored and glorified through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you're new or want to know more about our Simple Church family, you can visit us online at simple.church or by downloading our simple.church app.